Welcome to Flavors Podcast, you guys. This is Barry Keith Coe Jr. Noelle Lynn. And this episode of Flavors Podcast is being brought to you by Beatbox Beverages, which is a great alternative to hard liquor. It gives you the best of both both worlds. It comes in a juice box form. Um, this business was actually backed by Mark Cuban. You can check them out online at Beatbox Beverages on Instagram. 11.4% per serving. That's strong as fuck. Um, also, Flavors Podcast is being brought to you by Healthcare Superfoods, which provides you with a gluten-free, vegan, alternative superfood marijuana bar. It's infused with some of the best cannabis on the planet. They have variations in the dosage. Please look them up for further details at Healthcare Superfoods on Instagram. Please. And our last but not least brand new sponsor red nine performance which provides you with imports from all over the world uh they are a very high performance uh car dealership and import they import parts from all all over the world for exotic automobiles man look them up also on instagram at red underscore nine performance on instagram awesome sauce our special guest for today uh, so happy to have you on, Elise Gogalski, which is a comedian, actress, and a writer. Say hello. Hi. Say what's up. Say what's up. Hey, how's it going? And we also have the very up-and-coming emerging talent uh, in Hollywood and also in the comedy scene, Mr. J. Fucking Washington. You're going to mess people's heads up and think my name is actually Jay fucking Washington. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just want you to know that's going to have people like, yo, is this dude's name Jay fucking Washington? No, it's just Jay Washington, man. And in your podcast is called? The Trusty Psychic Podcast. You guys make sure you look that up on iTunes or SoundCloud. We're on iTunes, Google Play, any way you can get your podcast, we're there. So, Bob. How was your week, Noel? Uh, my week was good. Um, other day, guys, I was in Koreatown and I stopped at a stoplight and I saw this hairy ass guy, like hairy arms, everything, walking in the crosswalk in a muumu and flip flops <laughs> with like a girl's backpack. And I, and it's weird because Barry has told me like, oh, that's a guy dressed up as a chick, and I, I'll always miss it. But this guy was literally right in front of me, in front of my car, and then I went. <gasps> Like, I had a moment because I'm sure because if Barry was in my car, I'm sure he would have seen him before I would have. And I was like, oh, my gosh, if only Barry was here because he would have been like, nah, <laughs> nope, not today. That guy is way too hairy to be walking in that moo moo <laughs> in no Koreatown. No moo moos. It was I, I he like walked by too quickly, too. So I couldn't even take a photo. But especially in this heat. You know, but, but, I mean, is that, I think that's just going to be a common thing now. You're just going to see hairy, big old ass guys just wearing dresses from now on. Yo, this, even is, if it's this, hot. Is, this is LA. You you going to see that shit. You got to deal with it. I mean, it's just, it's, I understand you got to be open and, and let people do what they do and live their life. And that's on you. But, like, when I see a grown man that's built like he just did six hard years in prison and all he did was keep niggas up off of him, but you out here in a, uh, in a lace front. I got problems with that, sir. I got real big problems with that. You know what I'm saying? So it's just the way the LA culture is. I was in I was in an Uber the other day and we were going down Hollywood Boulevard. My Uber driver was like, what is that? It was a seven foot tall dude in spandex and uh butt pads and a, a stuffed bra with a pink what? wig on. Like seven foot, like, hey fam, you missed your call and then the NBA 
at least WNBA. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's it's just what it is out here, though. You know what I'm saying? So what, what are yeah, you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, that's right there. So I'm good. No, no, that's good. So yeah, it is what it is out here. I mean, I've seen so much weird shit since I've been here two years. So I'm like, same. It's it's just you get used to it now. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm used to it. I just, I, I guess, I'm used to the fact that I see, I guess, skinnier guys in dresses. <laughs> hey man, you know, you, hey my, and, man, my man's wanted to be free flowing. Okay. I mean, I mean, that's cool. I just, I guess, it just. Like the other, I, I went back home a few months ago uh, to visit family and everything, and I was with my mom at Walmart, and she, they live in Wisconsin, and uh, I, I saw this dude, like he had to be six foot ten or something. He was so tall, but he was walking around Walmart, and he had on like women, like a skirt, long like teacher skirt, and like a shirt, but he didn't have his face done or his like a wig on or nothing. And I was like, Mom, Mom, is that is that what I think it is? No. And she's like, Noel, it is. And my mom's Wait, was like. It a, was it a skirt or was it a kilt? It was a skirt. It was definitely a skirt. Okay. It was definitely a skirt. Yeah. And my mom. Casual Friday. Though, it was. And I, and, and I was like so just shocked. And my mom's like, Noel, he's in transition. He's transitioning. I go, I don't think he's transitioning. He's just here. My mom's like, no, Noel, he is. He's like walking around because he does. He wants people to look at him. And I go. Does he though? I mean, it's Walmart, hey, and that's the thing. It's like, <laughs> like I said earlier, I get people are are having their life choices, and now we have to be open and accepting. But it's still, it's awkward when you see certain people of certain statures, right, dressing different ways, right. If I, like I said, if I see you built like a middle linebacker, but wow. you're trying to be a hot thought in these streets, I'm like, uh, <laughs> sir, ma'am, ma'am, sir, uh. Did you get your uh, Did you get your French tip manicure and pedicure done? That's so funny because I call them manettes. I mean, but you don't want to be disrespectful. <laughs> it's like, how do I pro- like? I don't. I'm just gonna be realistic, and people may say it's insensitive. But like I said, if you were built like a defense van, and you around here in a lace front, I feel real awkward walking up to you saying, "Excuse me, ma'am," because I want to say "sir," but then if you come back at me, tell me some, "Don't call me sir." I don't know what the fuck to do no more, okay? I just want to walk right. off crying. Because right. I don't know if you better try to fuck me. Because, like, I'm not going to be able to fight you off. Okay? <laughs> I don't want to deal with no pressure like that in my life. I don't need that shit. I, I just want to see the day where you have to fight a guy in a moo Because that would be kind of entertaining at the that same exact be, time. Because I'm fighting for my life. I know my life is on the line with this. Because if I lose, there's more than just me losing that fight. I'm losing that fight. I'm losing my manhood. And probably losing my anal cap. Okay? Because... He gonna but, fuck any dude in the moo that takes me down. He gonna fuck me. I'll, and his thing, he has every right to fuck me if he beat me. Okay, you have every, so that means I just no, put out no. A, I just put out an open invitation for dudes in moo like, hey, you want a box? No, nigga. You better I'm pour Tabasco you. sauce <laughs> up can, your can asshole. You wear, can you wear your your Bane costume though when you when you when no, that happens? No, cause you not finna fuck me. Tell me so. Oh, <laughs> I see the moo has you arrested. No, you not finna you not finna fuck me in the DC Dark Knight series. No, you not. Not today. Not this one. Oh, uh, that's funny. Um, at least, have you ever seen anyone in a muumu um, uh, recently, really or really. no? <laughs> You've never seen a any guy or um, anyone. No, or? but like I have been to uh, Walmart in Florida. That yeah, was how a, a great experience. is that? Is that where they do the whole like people of Walmart is in Florida? Is that I think where it started? Ever, it's everywhere. I know oh, it's okay. everywhere, yeah. but it seemed like look, Florida as a whole got a lot <laughs> oh, exactly. of Exactly, that's where I was going with that. Yeah, I'm sure it was started there. Okay, <laughs> but like maybe he was wearing the moomoo. Maybe that's like a small town like claim to fame. Like, hey, I was the front page of people of Walmart. Maybe you know? I just I don't know, man. It's all perspective, really. It- <laughs> <laughs> but see, I guess people of Walmart in Florida, it would. 
it depends on where you are because depending on the Walmart you go to, like you'd either have more elderly or more like crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, is it more the more Miami you get, it's the crazy, but the more <laughs> it's the West crazy, but like in a fun way. And then <laughs> everything else, it's crazy, but like, oh shit, this person might stab me in the parking lot. Kind of <laughs> right, it's like, right, uh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of parking lot stabbings, yeah. <laughs> what type of transition is that? Yeah, that, that that's I, I want to know what it. the fuck you about to go into that yeah. you just like yo speaking the parking lot stabbing. <laughs> I killed someone. I feel like that's, that's you might have witnessed one when you were beating somebody's cheeks at that hotel where you caught the bed bug virus and you didn't get your money back, fam, in Chicago. Yo, first of all, let me let me say something. Let me let me do something real quick before I have to put your ass on blast. <laughs> blast it up. Because before you do a story like that, I have to pre- I have to preface. Uh, this shit was almost eight nine years ago. Perfect. Okay, you should be real comfortable been, talking about it. The only thing that makes it comfortable is when you get a bunch of motherfuckers start commenting. Hell yeah, I went there too. So <laughs> <laughs> only time the shit get comfortable. Shit ain't comfortable. You just sit there like, so I was fucking this hood around this uh, place, and you know what I'm saying? Nigga. So I was telling them before we started recording. There's a. Uh, there's a spot on the west side of Chicago called the Shamrock Motel. And you go there when you're trying to get one off with somebody you're not really with. Y'all both trying to just, just smash and whatever. And you're trying to get it in, get it out. You can't go to your crib. You can't go to her crib. You just got a quick $28. You want to rock this shit out. So I go with this chick at the time. And uh, I'm like, well, fuck it. I got $28 invested in this room. I'm going to get $28 worth of fucking in. So the thing I didn't know was as I was fucking after a while, you know, you switch the positions. Niggas' forearms start itching. I was like, fuck, it bit me. <laughs> like you were fucking her on a grass field, nigga? I think it felt like I'm fucking her on AstroTurf. And so then, God damn. Take this, take this Noel. And so then, my forearms started itching. So then all of a sudden, I felt my back. I felt something poke me in the back. I said, the fuck? And then I went to the bathroom after we was done, and all of a sudden, I was breaking out. Like, I just got bit by a bunch of fucking mosquitoes. Mm. But I'm like, yo, I'm in a room. What the fuck is going on? And these weren't looking like mosquito bites. I was like, yo, what type of bite is this? I ended up looking on my phone. I was like, yo, this is motherfucking bed bugs. I went down to dude. I was like, hey, man, y'all got bed bugs in these motherfucking rooms. Dude just pointed to the sign. No refund. <laughs> I was like, got him. I was like, nigga, you know you got bed bugs and you just been out here letting motherfuckers just smash like that? You need at least a sign that says, hey, we got bed bugs, fam. Y'all going to want to uh put plastic sheets or plastic covers over these sheets, but. That's what happened, man. Unfortunately. Similar story, man. Mm-hmm. You saw it in a motel on the west side of Chicago? No, it was in L.A. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Uh, it was a Asian couple running a little bed breakfast and whatever beyond. And they had bed bugs in rooms. So it was like one of those kind of big trouble in little China situations where they had rooms next to each other with no ventilation no windows, and they were all in a row. Yeah. The jerk-off massage rooms. Yo, that sounded like you was going on an adventure for that one, bro. I don't I don't know what you were. I saw the bed bugs hopping off the fucking curtains. And you still stayed there, though. <laughs> I got out, and they said no refunds. I paid, stayed there for 10 minutes, and didn't get my money back. How much did you pay? $85 oh, for man. three days. See, I've never actually been bitten by a, by a bed bug, uh, mainly because I got my white. van. <laughs> Hashtag white. No, I do my there fucking in my van, so I don't have Get to pay for that. You're fucking in the van. Yeah, Jay got excited. <laughs> it's a minivan. Oh, you hey, be man, traveling. Look, we finna end this podcast early. <laughs> no, I, shit. I, 
I just was sorry. Watching I still have the seats in those. So. I just was watching the Bang Bus videos on the Bang Brothers videos. Was, anyway, wow. nah, I, it's just it's, it's the shit happens. Unfortunately, it's just a lot of times people think that if you got bed bugs, naturally it's you having them because you're nasty. You don't know that you can carry that shit around from somebody it's else, true. and it doesn't even have to be in a bed. No. You can be just hanging out, sitting next to somebody. Yep, in a and, van. In a, in a van. In a, in a van. van or... just in, in regular contact. And if they yep. got it on their clothes, them bitches jump yeah. like ticks and fleas. Or That's back, what you have to or, worry about yeah, when you catch the metro. Or backpacks, luggage. Luggage, all blankets. that. You, you don't have to know. worry about this you when you catch. Know. You have to worry about these issues when you catch the metro frequently. Yeah. This is something I learned this from a friend of mine who doesn't sit down on the metro regardless if there's a free seat because they believe so strongly that 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 in itself is a highly contagious zone like the airport. If they wanted to spread a pathogen or kill a nation, you'd start at the airport. It's known fact. Twelve monkeys. Do your research. That's why the TSA Uh, exists. In the rise of the planet of the apes to dawn of the planet of the apes. The, the virus spread it through. The virus spread through a pilot. Shout out to nerdy ass black dudes like Jay and me. Shout. It happens, man. Uh, oh wow! I'm, first of all, I recently had a bunch of my friends find out I'm what's considered a nerd, and it was all from all of us are from the block and from the hood. And so I would get tagged and post on Facebook like, "Yo, why are you popping up in all my nerd shit, nigga?" And I had to hit them on the low like, "Hey, man, I'm a nerd, bro." I didn't just come out to everybody. Like, yeah. I was, I was a sexuality <laughs> secret or something. Man, I ain't come out there. Because, like, there's certain things you can't come out to black people as. I couldn't come out to my family as a nerd. I, for damn sure, couldn't come out to my family as depressed. But like, yo, I got to right. tell y'all. They was like, yo, what's wrong? Hey, man, I'm depressed. They're like, nigga, you sure you ain't fucking dudes? No. Uh, well, we'd rather you be fucking dudes than be depressed. I was like, what the fuck wrong with you? It's always a deflection with the black <laughs> families. When I told my dad I was suffering from depression after I got my... Really? I be, if I was you real talk, I'd be suffering from depression if my name was Barry Keith Coe Jr. I, would, I did when I was a kid. Yeah. Oh, you want to hear a real story? I'm so happy you're you, Jay, and not me, because you're used to burning lesser men, but I'm an alpha male too. So here's the problem. When I was a kid, I didn't like my first name. I liked my middle name a lot more. It was Keith. It was just like I went by Keith. The biggest problem I had at a certain point in my life was teachers just kept pressing my name. Everywhere I went, like, you're a Barry Jr., you're a Barry Jr., you're a Barry Jr. And I was in summer camp one year, and I just used to write down Keith, Keith Coe, Keith Coe Jr., Keith Coe Jr. <laughs> yeah, you I didn't call, even, yo, straight up, you gonna call me by my middle name. You, gonna, you ain't fucking with me. And, um, you know, middle names have a significant reason in most, I think, cultural-based families. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying, I'm not alleviating anybody. There. No, no, it's so, the truth. It's, I mean, middle names just mean something in general. Shit, my, One of my best friends, he has four names. His his middle name is Lyndon Victor. He has two middle names. One his mom gave him, one his dad gave him. That's exactly what I was going to get into. So there's that. There's like three different meanings for middle names. It's usually significant to a relative that has died or significant to a, a person in your life, like a best friend, a godmom, a godfather, something like that, or what he just said right now, which is when the, each Yo, parent... I'm going to interrupt you for 13 seconds. Nigga, it is uh, Satan sweat hot in here. I know, man. Yeah. Uh, you ain't got a paper towel or a napkin. I've been having my forearm. My forearm's been sweating like I'm... That's on, a good idea. Like I'm on an auction block. Like, I know I'm going up next. It's only because Wow, this guy. Yo, real talk, it is. like I, It's I swear, getting hot. I, take, I just remember, I have a minivan, Jay, so I, I don't know a, if you'd fit. <laughs> all you got to do is sit <laughs> Wow, <laughs> she's got jokes. All you got to do is ride. She's got... <laughs> <laughs> 
You keep, I have to keep telling you, you fucking with the right one here. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking with the right one. Hey. You, you fucking with the right one to the point where after it goes down, nobody would ever know. Just me and you and motherfuckers would be mad. Like, why you don't fuck with us no more? Somebody changed my whole life. <laughs> in a minivan. In a minivan. And he put didn't gas in the car. Did you say earlier that I only hang out with like losers or something? Yeah, I did say that. You had. I said you. Hang oh, out with a lot of so yo, yo, hold on. I, so, I quote yourself. Up. Quote yourself verbatim. I said you hang out with a lot of lame ass niggas. There and you then go. you were like, you were like, well, I'm not fucking them. I said you ain't got to be fucking them, but they lame as shit. And they hit you with that straight up line. Hey, you want to write together? We should sit and write. Because any late, any female comedians is listening to this. If a dude just randomly hits you up like. Hey, we should write together. And that motherfucker ain't done shit in his career. He just trying to fuck. Like, you might, <laughs> there's some dudes who literally are writers on shows, like legit writers on TV shows and films. And they're like, yo, you want to write together? Because they know how to write. They'll help you. But the odds of you seeing them at a bullshit open mic, slim to none. Slim to none. Thank you, Jay. Motherfuckers out here, yo, you want to write? Like, why even do, I was telling some, I was telling one of my, I have a lot of, I'm, I'm one of those dudes that have a lot more female friends than male friends because I just like to be real and honest. If I'm cool with you as a dude, we cool, we rock. You know what I'm saying? Shouts out to a bunch of the homies that got out here who gonna listen. To we this. out here, fam. But if you're gonna try to holler at somebody to get at them, why not just be straight up? Yo, let's kick it. Let's go out, have a drink, talk, you know what I'm saying? Whatever it leads to, whatever. Plain and simple. If it don't lead to shit, it don't lead to shit. If it do lead to something, it do lead to something. But guess what? We put it out there in the open for what it is. Ain't no beating around the bush with it. All that, yo, let's write. Let's try to, or better yet, let's, let, yo, won't you let me take you on the road with me? Give a fuck because you ain't funny. I ain't taking you on the road with me. Shit. Wow. I had a bunch of motherfuckers who be like, Jay, can I go on the road with you? Nope. I got two motherfuckers who already opened for me when I headline on the road. Already got them. Dead. <laughs> so why lie? I'm not going to beat around the bush and try to just say some bullshit just to have you, you know what I'm saying, try to appease you to get some pussy. I'm not, I ain't got to lie to you to get no pussy. You're going to give me some pussy. You're going to give me some pussy. Just like I'm going to give you some dick. Straight up. I ain't got to sit there and lie and play all these little kitty ass hey, games. Hey, girl, do you have an agent? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Let me, let me hook you up with my agent. No, I'm not going to. Hashtag straightforward. <laughs> Hashtag Jay Washington is my hero. <laughs> let this shit go out. Yeah, I'm about to, I'm about to, to read, raise the I'll bar. Re-light, I'll relight. <laughs> my IMDb page said I don't need to raise it too much. Oh! That was, the, that, was that LA burn real quick. That, uh, my, the shit I've done. But nah, it's just being real though. You know what I'm saying? I, ain't no point of... Beating around the bush, like it'd be a bunch of motherfuckers. Man, let's go to mics together. Nigga, get your lame ass down. Let's go hit mics together. Nigga, what are you, 17? You know what I'm saying? I said, let's go to mics together and then we could try to write together. If you're trying to get up with it, just say you want to get up with it. Because I hate, I hate when people say, well, comics, you know, are socially inept people and they don't do this and third. If you can ask somebody to go run around to bullshit open mics, if you can ask somebody, if can they come to your crib and write it, you come to their crib and write, you can say, can you want to just go out and kick it? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You I agree. Sure. Yes, exactly. Don't need to play, man. There you go, fam. Play that fucking go, game. Fam. So that's just my theory on that. I agree with your theory. I yeah, agree with your theory. But at the same time, guys have been like, hey, let's just kick it. And I'll be like, wait, I am not really interested in you. And he'd be like, no, we're just kicking it. We're just kicking it. And then I'd go over, hang out. I was like, yo, I thought we were kicking it. She's right. <laughs> yo, oh, it's motherfuckers that do. She's right. It Jay, fun. you know, because you've heard the stories. That's why you just were like, <laughs> you had that retort face. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my thing, real talk. I'm never gonna pull that. Let's just kick it, the kick it shit. No, no, no. You obviously stated your opinion, your place in the situation, but let's not let's not ignore the 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 raw fact that there are guys out there that perpetrate or she wouldn't have this protocol 
and, and you know just memorized because this is an obvious truth. I mean, of course, and it's something that females in the in the comedy rankings are dealing oh, with. Oh, it's so I, I now for a fact. I mean, like when I came when I started Chicago, uh, I saw a lot of females deal with that, and it was a lot of dudes who would. Yo, I can get, I can take you on the road. Wild question. My- so you feel like, and this is me being like my lowest lane reporter. Mm-hmm. Um, you feel like there are truths to that fiction about CK Lewis CK and him just pulling his dick out, or do you just feel like it's just skewed? Spun. Uh, first of all, let me just say this: that has nothing to do with what we were just talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, it does because you just now say, you're just dude just re- no because the thing with Louis C.K. is he just supposedly will have women cornered in the room and just pull his dick out. That's what I'm saying. And women does, in comedy. Yeah, I know, but he does that, and, and I'm not. Ju- I, I know me saying that shit's cool. I know it's like off to the right in the outskirts, like Ridgecrest, but it's something that women ultimate fear have to deal with in the comedy world. Where I've even faced it, where I've asked girls to do shows, and I'm like, hey. Why don't you guys come onto my show? You're you're funny. I saw you at an open mic. You're funny. I saw you at a show, and they're just like, um, and, and it's a playful question, but it's also them throwing a tester out. Uh, you know, this doesn't mean I'm gonna fuck you, and I and I take and I get offensive because I'm not interested in in them in that way. Right. I'm interested in their talent. That turned me on because yeah. I'm like, fuck, you're amazing. You could boost me. No offense. No, no, I get what Just you're keeping saying. it 100. No, no, I get what you're saying. And I could boost you, thank God, because if I couldn't offer you anything, why the fuck would you fuck with me in the first place? So it sucks for guys like, obviously, you're one of those guys, us who do approach women and they are talented and you're like, or they approach you and they want to do something and you do decide to do something with them, but you hear about these horror stories where it's not them just hooking up with the guy to go actually get some real shit done and make history it's actually just another almost tinder date that should have been from online but it happened in real life all right i'm a by I'm the a, worst mistake i'm gonna summarize all of that real quick just like this from from the best of my knowledge and, and stuff i've talked to people about from what i've understood women want to fuck men just as much as men want to fuck women Truth. they don't a lot just don't say anything because of this fucked up stereotype that comes behind Truth. a lot of women want to just have sex a lot of women just want to kick it a lot of women want to do business they want to do work Truth. you're here that when you're in los angeles you're here to make something happen one way or another whether it's stand up your other part of your career or not some people want to go about it different people want to go about it different ways some people want to say i'm a stand-up comedian i'm gonna let my work on the stage speak for itself some realize I got a vagina. I can fuck my way to the top. I'm going to do that. That's literally what happens. But there are dudes who have tried to fuck their way up to the top. Unfortunately, ain't too many females you can fuck your way up so high for. Let's unfold, which is a sad thing, which is a sad fucking truth. There aren't many female executives that wow. dudes can fuck their way up to the top. Because if they could, guarantee you a lot of dudes would. The movie Boomerang is a, you can apply that shit to real life. A lot of women feel like they, they, they'll fuck their way to the top. Or they're like, you know what? I can work with somebody who both who we can be mutually beneficial. So you don't sleep with women who have bad feet. Nigga, I don't give a, I don't got to fuck your feet. He That's said, what I, I said. Gotta fuck your feet. That's what I said. Your motherfucking feet can look like eagle talons. I'm still finna give you this dick. Thank like, you, my <laughs> nigga. That's my voice. Wow. Wow. Thank for you, all the Thank you the, for indulging the, that the reference. Thank there. you for I'm indulging so that sorry reference. For all of that. <laughs> So sorry. Oh, well, any, but you know, buy your dildos. <laughs> Damn. But I'm just, Damn. It's just, it's just that you know, why not? Like I said before, be straightforward and honest. Yeah. Again, if you want to kick it with some, like, there's this whole thing why comics shouldn't fuck with comics. You know why a lot of people say that? Because a lot of comics can't keep their fucking business to themselves. Ooh, 
right. Just keep straight and honest. Right. right. Hypoth- this is all hypothetical. Me and right. Noel kicking it. There's no. There's right. not. It's not y'all business. Not even a right. little bit. It's not your business. Or right. YouTube kicking out. However, it's nobody else's business. Not really. But I see a lot of dudes and women go around telling everybody who they fucking with. Then you wonder why shit go wrong. Yeah, dude. Right. You wonder yeah, why shit dude. go wrong. It's yeah, nobody's dude. fucking business. No, it's this not. Ain't, this ain't high school. No. You're supposed to be grown. Thank you. Do what you do and leave it to your fucking self. If you got a phone and y'all text, y'all can be in the same room with each other. You know what I'm saying? Sitting next to each other or or across from each other. You just got off stage. If y'all fucking around, just text each other. Ain't nobody got to know you texting them. And that they part. texting you. Ain't nobody got to know. But again, Truth. everybody running their mouth to people. Yo, well, I'm with this person. Like, there's some people that are in outward, you know, long last relationships. Those but are like, fine. Jay, Jay, the premise is just so good. I can't let it go. <laughs> ah, this girl over here laughing. No, because she's she telling the honest truth. Yeah. See, that's how yeah. motherfuckers end up acting. Yeah. You know, and it, it's, it's really crazy that people can't disassociate themselves. It, first of all, I get when you become a comic now for some reason, especially in LA, you want to be inclusive in the community. And you want to be everybody's friend and everybody got to know everybody's business, which ain't the fucking truth. There's a lot. Yo, my that's two, not the version of yourself you want to portray. Nah, one of it's my not going to be the most successful. Uh, approaches. One to, of my best friends is out here doing stand up, and him how and I, long? What you mean? How long you doing stand up? Mm-hmm. About six, seven years. Nice. The nigga's a beast. He's one of my openers. If I get the opportunity to open, I'll open for him. Whatever. Wow. But what he does, he don't tell me everything he does. Cause guess what? That's not my business. Right. And I'm not gonna ask him everything he does. It's not my business. But you got motherfuckers out here, a lot of comics, oh, comics shouldn't fuck with comics. Why? Because you motherfuckers can't stop running your goddamn mouth. That part. Ain't no re- ain't nobody's business who fucking who. Like, if you want people to just know you fucking that person, fine. But guess what? You're going to deal with everything that comes with it. That part. You're going to deal with everything that comes behind that. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't act brand new when all of a sudden you start hearing, well, this person came to me and that person came to me and this person said that. Yo, you set yourself up for that shit. Speaking of people fucking, okay, uh, it's highly known that back, I think, like when the Hiroshima bomb went off, uh, women, white women from suburban areas were fed a drug called methamphetamines to help keep themselves awake so they could clean and fuck their husbands who were going to very blue collar like jobs. And they weren't very successful in life, so they made around $45,000 a year in a time where $45,000 a year was like making $90,000 a year. And cheeseburgers cost like five cents. This is a good time. Okay, methamphetamines is probably the campaign poster child for vulgar ratchet fucking in a bathroom at 7-Eleven or AMPM off. Is it really? I think so. Is it really? I think so. Well, you know, the military used it as a means to keep people um, unfearful during war, during battle. Yeah, because so your adrenaline is so high. Exactly. Thank you, Jay. Anything with an amphetamine in it. Keep going. Keep going, so, Jay. I mean, I can understand. But I don't think that that's the, the gateway drug. Motherfuckers is fucking. Oh, I don't think like, oh. I don't think this is the gateway drug either, but I'm using it as the sure. gateway to this next subject that we're going to talk about, oh. which is crack versus meth. <laughs> Nigga, I don't have nothing. He was still s- doing the intro. He was about to give sponsors and everything. <laughs> I thought you said you were a professional, Jay. Yeah. Yo, yo, this man went into to this man went into whole shit about methamphetamine. Yeah. I was like, I don't know where the fuck he going. I was like, let me let me oh, 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 oh. How you defend it, man. Oh my god. <laughs> so we got we got crack 
which is popularly known as cocaine. It's oh, just, which is crack, nigga. It'll which is turned no, into a, a rock a so you can smoke it. So the high is different from meth because the high for crack is euphoric. Like when you do me- when you do coke, you get euphoric. When you do meth, you tweak out for a long time and you take shit apart. You run down streets naked. You do a lot of weird shit depending on you. I don't know who you are, but you know who you are. Hey, man, is this about through personal experience? Because <laughs> <laughs> the way you just said all that shit was like, Yo, I've been there. there. (laughs) Which one of you did that? (laughs) Never. No, it runs in my family. I've never done anything, but I have uh, family who have uh, unfortunately been down that road. And, you know, as a child, seeing that and being thrown in such a, I don't know, weird direction because you're so biased when it comes to any type of drugs. I remember when I used to look at weed and I'd be like, man, this shit is so bad. And I was in middle school and high school and I thought, you know, just anything. I thought I believed all the bullshit propaganda when I was in high school. Oh, it's the gateway drug. I was an athlete. And you get older and you realize if you're not sticking any needles in your arm, not much harm can come from it. Except for the pills. Heath Ledger could tell you that. Or not anymore, unfortunately. I wish y'all could see my face at the same time we recorded this because I want to just keep looking at Barry like this nigga that lost it. No. <laughs> So crack versus meth. Do you think? Do you think? Hey Noel, how do you do this shit on a weekly basis? Is the question. Uh, do what you're doing. You know. Okay. Listen, but like partly listen, but kind of nod and say yes until he transitions the way he transitions. Okay, got you. I got you. Okay. 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 Fuck. Because this nigga here was like, let me tell you about the difference with cocaine and crack and then meth. I got hugs. We got hugs. No, nigga, you getting euphoric <laughs> hugs that's from a pipe. You all right? <coughs> well, it's a lot of it's a lot of homeless out there right now, and I think a lot of them are suffering from a drug addiction. You haven't seen the increase in population. You seen the tents out there? They're better than the tents I used when I was a Boy Scout. Yeah, you can just spend fifty dollars at a Kmart. Uh, these tents are futuristic, bro. They're using them at Coachella and everything. I've never been to Coachella for the reason I feel like the moment you step through the gate, you are automatically predisposed to STD. It's the only reason I ain't never went. Truth. Damn. There's probably lots of, uh, you know, bugs out there and Bad stuff, bugs. too. And right then right Coachella ain't shit, but, like, it's like Woodstock now for the newer age. So right. this is my thing, Jay. If you didn't like the subject crack versus meth, when I sent you the fucking text messages, uh, you should have said, no, first I don't want to talk about this. First of all, let me just let but you But you want to burn me. No, no. no I'm gonna I show got you, you, fam. I'm going to show you Black how. on black. Burn. No, I'm going to burn nah, you real quick. I don't give a fuck this what you think you're going to do. Okay. Don't act like you gave me these subjects I a gave long them. fucking time ago. I gave them to you right now. You're fast. Again, you just said them right before we started recording. <laughs> right, <laughs> right before we started recording. We ain't giving you no choices. <laughs> oh, you're going to talk about this crack versus meth, though. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna see. I'm done. That's I'm what they done. use at uh, Coachella, all of that stuff. That's what I was, you know. I, just, I read an article the other day that people are spending like over 10 grand on, on outfits and costumes. Just to wear at Coachella. Isn't that crazy? That sound like Comic-Con yeah. shit. Like what? <laughs> that <laughs> like, sound like San Diego Comic-Con. But, fuck but in know. the sand and the heat. Yeah, yeah. it still be you a know? heat. Ain't no sand over. God damn. What happens I- at San Diego Comic-Con? No, just the way people just do the cosplay. Yeah. You ever watch those costumes people make? Yeah. The really detailed one where people spend almost how many, a year? How many Comic-Cons yeah. have you been to, Jay? Uh, this is my first San Diego one. And then I went to C2E2 because I covered for my podcast. Yeah, C2E2. I was going to ask you, so... Going into the podcast scene through 
um, and, and, and being a part of that and going to Comic-Con, how did you enter that? How long have you been a part of that? What benefits have you seen from that? Well, the podcast, the trusty psychic is roughly a little bit over a year old, a little bit over a year old. Good podcast. You guys look it up, please. And, uh, thank you. And, uh, we decided to, because again, comic book conventions cover like stuff with the TV shows and movies. So, because I used to do radio in Chicago for three and a half, four years. So I was already Woo-hoo. covering them. I was already covering these events, different events for my radio show. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do that with the podcast. And now that it's directly focused on what we do. So of course, you, of course you submit for press credentials and whatnot. Did you go? And, uh, San Diego Comic-Con, the same thing. I didn't get a chance to submit this year. One of the uh, people that I know through work with different different jobs I have, it was like, yo, we got passes for you. Come on down. And so the beautiful thing now is being a part of Screen Junkies and Collider and Hyper RPG and all that shit, people constantly are stopping me like, yo, you Jay Washington. I'm like, yeah. They're like, can I take a photo? I'm like, cool. Just tag me in it. I don't give a That's shit. That's what's up. Neighborhood hero, fam. Did Jay you wear Washington. your Bane costume? I did. I wore, what did I wear? I didn't do it to this one. I didn't do it to San oh, Diego okay. because, again, it was last minute, and then it was almost 100-some fucking degrees. But when I did C2E2, I have a Deathstroke costume that I bought. Wow. I, wow. Made, it, I made it piece by piece. I spent like $1,800 on it. Genius. And I wore it, and I was still covering it, though. I was covering the event, right. had the camera and everything. But what happened was I couldn't get around to covering it because everybody wanted to stop and take pictures with me. Right. So it went from covering the event to a day in the life of a cosplayer. True. Um, have you seen uh, the people that wear those like Transformer Yes, costumes. those are the ones with that spend. Those spending money. Yeah, uh, have you ever seen anyone who had to like go to the bathroom mm-hmm. or try to? Yeah, try like. Can you explain that? Because I always I've, wonder. It's uh, it's just it's like it's wearing a, t- a diaper. Well, that or do they have? Do they have something like? A, are they wearing like a, a catheter? Or, no, like, what are it's they a bunch wearing? Of so it's a bunch of people that help put them on. Oh, okay. and these are this is the group of people with them that when they say they got to go to the bathroom, they have to literally disassemble the shit. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? You got to take all these pieces off. That's what I was wondering. And yeah, because like ain't nobody that's in a group costume standing on stilts like a seven foot tree finna go piss in a regular urinal right because that shit is gonna be dangerous for everybody present so it's, so it's just, almost like be an awesome meme right <laughs> so it's almost like wearing a wedding dress yep that you gotta to have yeah like how ladies no how ladies have, have their yeah yeah because yeah, all exactly. the bride everything she has to do the bridesmaids are holding yeah. up everything so nothing get it's literally that with these big ass costumes that's so funny <laughs> it's literally that wow how long have you been involved into the Marvel and DC universe, fam? Well, I mean, as far as a fan of it, I've been a fan of it since the, you know, since shit, the eighties, nineties. As far as talking about it and covering it, it just so the story of how the podcast came to be was kind of crazy because me, and my co-host Bobby Hill and Xavier Lamar, we were supposed to do Chicago comedians. Yeah, Bobby, Bobby's Shout out, out here now. Bobby's out here now. Oh, okay. Woo, woo, woo. So. We were supposed to do uh, two and a half black men. That's what we. That's our group together. We were supposed to do a ten, two and a half black men. One of them's a halfling. Yeah, Bobby's uh, mulatto, as he'll say it. Uh, so we were supposed to do a two and a half black men ten minute podcast. We were gonna record. I had access to the studio with the radio station, and everything. We could never get Xavier to come into the city because he lives way out in the suburbs. Every time we tried to plan it. So one day, me and Bobby was like, "Fuck it, let's just do something." And we all, me and Bobby, are always talking about the uh, Marvel and DC TV shows and movies. So we just talked about it. It was like, what can we call this? It was like, fuck, the trusty sidekick. All right, so we did the first episode of the trusty sidekick podcast. Uh, and I just randomly said, with me, your resident supervillain, Mr. J. Washington, because on my Instagram, when I work out, I always put hashtag supervillain status. So I just happened to say, with your resident supervillain, Mr. J. Washington, Bobby just followed suit and went, your resident superhero, Bobby Hill. And I was like, nigga, we really doing this? 
And so we said that, and then we just covered it, and we put it out. We was like, fuck it. We did another week. We was like, fuck it. And then we put another one. We was like, yo, people are listening to this. Then I think it was week five or six, uh, the word had got out that Tone Bell had been casted in Flash. Tone's a homie of mine. So as soon as I saw the article of Variety, I texted him like, yo, congratulations, my dude. That's big. Side note, I need you to do my podcast. He was like, bet. He did it, and when we put that episode out, our shit shot through the roof. From there, we just started getting all these followers across the world. The guy that's on the WB right now? No, he's on Disjointed right now. He's on Disjointed right now. He plays a oh, security guard at the front desk. Yeah, yeah, I just watched that yeah. today. So that's the homie. You know what I'm wow, she came in oh. talking about Disjointed. Have you seen yeah. it? Yeah, very cool. So, that's yeah. Awesome. So he's he's a buddy of mine. So when he did it, it just went through the roof. And so we started getting – so the thing was – we would talk about it like we having a regular conversation. Right, right. And we never, we recorded it. We always just did like how we do it. We didn't try to be different. We just had it structured in a sense, but we just talked how we talked. Right. And everybody started loving it because we were just being us. Does he need a, a writing partner at all? <laughs> uh, if you, you if you cool with being polyamorous, he will take you. <laughs> You'll have to. I'm Does that mean, multi, so it's like a writer's room instead? Yeah, you That's can sit one That's okay. Stuff. You can meet in her van by the beach. By the beach. <laughs> have so a I beach view. I do my best writing. Yeah, yeah. but uh, <laughs> so yeah, we just kept talking. And then all of a sudden we found out we started getting view, listeners for all over the world. And then we found out some of the people from some of the shows had actually heard us. Oh, wow. Because they was like, yo, y'all are crazy. And so when they would shout, you know, we shout them out and they're here and whatnot. They're retweeting, reposting. That's been, you know, that's been history, man. And then that was opened my door to my connection with Screen Junkies. And Screen Junkies opened my connection to Collider. And that opened the door for me to have these fans and all of them. So. Yeah. Like, what are you playing? You're getting played off right now, You're getting a music intro, you know. Yeah, he's trying tripping. He's trying to play some, you know, comic book. You, you over know, here. Something. something. No, because it just came something, out something. of nowhere, nigga. Yeah. I was like, yeah. no, no. I thought you were ready something. for that flash pass yeah, layup status. Break, so it's like, <laughs> you on some bootleg no block shit like you Dikembe Mutombo who can't dunk. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Dikembe Mutombo who can't dunk. Hilarious. That's funny. Oh That's goodness. funny. So tell me about your time as a wrestler. And hold on, before but wait, before we even get into that, real quick, because damn, there are ladies on this podcast. Elise, how was your week? How's your life? We yeah. haven't talked about her whatsoever. Not even for like five seconds. <laughs> tell us where you're from, how long you've been doing comedy, why you're doing comedy. And low-key, what your new job title is, because your post weekly is changing about your job, but the view yeah. from your current job is always like, okay, bitch, you're not doing too bad. <laughs> oh, damn. Uh, let's see. I'm from Orlando, Florida. Woo-woo, Ooh. Orlando, Florida. Check that one off. Um, I just got my license back today from the cops. Yeah. Oh, what happened? Yeah. Tell us that story. I got um I got pulled over uh -oh. uh, late at night. How late? Two a.m. No, no. So I guess it was late for me. I'm old. Oh. I just had a birthday. Um, I got one foot in the grave. Oh. But uh, no, it was like eleven thirty <laughs> at night, and I got pulled over because he said I I didn't stop at a stop sign. Oh, I hate those. I know. I told him it was like it was a California stop. Right. Like, exactly. He didn't, he didn't buy that. Right. But um no, so I got pulled over. I gave him my license and my registration. And then he asked for my insurance. Right. And I was like, oh, okay, let me try to find it. I couldn't find it. And then um, I was like, can I check through my emails? I know I have it through email. He's like, all right, you wait here. When I come back, 
Like, I need to see this insurance. Right. So he went back to his, his car. I don't know why. Um, and then anyway, he came back, gave me a ticket for the stop sign, and then also gave me a fix-it stick uh, ticket because uh, my side view mirrors are held together by duct tape. Oh. And apparently that means they don't work. But I was wow. like, I stopped, didn't I? Clearly, right. I saw you. Um, so he gave me a ticket for that and then sent me on my way. I got home and then I realized because I was starting a new job the next day, I didn't have my driver's license for the I-9. Oh, no. Yeah. So then in the morning, I tried calling and then, of course, they didn't answer anything. And so I sent an email, got right. a response through the email. Wow. And then I went in on my lunch break, told the guy what happened, and he wrote me a permission slip to drive my car because I was like what wow. am I going to do without a license yeah yeah you know? yeah so he gave me that and then ultimately because um, it's still my Florida license oh okay yeah so they mailed it to Florida oh wow Florida. that's so frustrating yeah so yeah. I didn't have a license that's why they gave me the permission slip how long have you been here since moving from Florida, let me you know, ask you that. Honestly, like I move around so much. So, oh, because of the van, that, right? Yeah, the van. We need to soup you up know. your van. Get one. Get you one of those <laughs> vans. Um, I was gonna follow you with that. I have a friend who came out here from Chicago, mm-hmm. and she got her car repoed, and I had to go help her get her car out. And the thing is that she didn't, she didn't even get her Chicago license. Like she had it, or something happened. Uh-huh. But Chicago had to like mail her some paper. For her to get the car back? No, for well, not only get her car back, but for her to even get a California license. But she was like waiting to get this paperwork from Chicago too. So uh-huh. like, y- her dealing with that license, I totally get what you're saying because <laughs> she was like, we were at the sheriff's office because she needed some pa- type of paperwork, mm-hmm. and she's trying to explain to the officer like I would, but I'm waiting for Chicago to mail me this paperwork to, so I can go get the California license because he's trying to tell her, you could have done this, this, and this, and she's like, you don't think I don't understand that already. Yeah. I would have done it by now, but I'm waiting on, you know, this one thing so I totally, totally feel you <laughs> when you're like, it's shipped to Florida, so I had to wait for it to fly, you know, yeah. mail back to here. But well, oh my luckily, goodness! Luckily, like the good news is they did drop the ticket though. Oh, that's so nice. Because they're nice. like such sorry, it's such a hassle. And yeah. All that. Like yeah. Um, well, but- I think it takes forever <laughs> for anything paperwork to go through here in California, anyway. Yeah, so. so- <laughs> Do you feel like that was your white privilege? It was my white privilege. Do you um, feel like that? You know, I I don't know. I want to say it's because I did you break down and cry? Polite. I did not cry. Oh, no. oh you don't night. use your white privilege. I it like that. It was that night, so I turned on my hazards and I turned the cabin lights off and oh, I okay. pulled over. Did I you deserve your ticket? Just real yeah. talk. Did you deserve your ticket? Do you think you did? I thought I stopped fine enough. Yeah. You know? How long did you stay at the thing? I don't remember. I was kind of tipsy, so like. Oh. There it is. I had a cop do me dirty. Yeah, he was looking down. He was looking down, and he looked up Mm -hmm. when I went. When I stopped, he was looking down. When I, you know, hit on the accelerator, he looked up. How fast did you hit the accelerator? Real slow. Real slow. You real slow. Did you burn rubber? There was a parking lot right in front of me that I was going to five yards away. Mm -hmm. I was going Mm -hmm. to football practice. It was a sheriff sitting in the parking lot. Just pulled me over. It was random. Did you give him a look? There were no looks. There was more like, I'm looking for parking so I can go to practice. So he must have saw the look on your face and just judged you and just pulled you over. You know, I was going to football. He even wanted to give me something, but mm-hmm. he didn't. And then he still towed the car. <laughs> he was like, I'm not going to, you know, really do it, but I'm going to do something. And I was like, wow, great. So 
you know, I'm 75 miles away from my house with no car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shit was One so One of my ratchet. friends got pulled over, and that was, like, oh, no. his first DUI, and he oh, had two girls wow. in the back. And they <laughs> ah, you want to so, get no ass. I got pulled yeah. over. No, everything got rejected. No, I got the pulled officer, over. No, the officer told him, like, what are you two, What are you, What are you? you doing? And he's like, man, I got two girls in the back. What do you think I'm trying to do? Right. I would have told him, like, yo, nigga. I, uh, I would have been like, right, pussy. I uh, I literally wow. had my car impounded on some dumb shit because my registration from Chicago to here was on some bullshit. And I was transitioning apartments. And one of my buddies was like, yo, you can do a register license plate. So I got some plates you can put on yours. I got pulled over, found out the plate was stolen. What? Yo, so here's the crazy oh. shit. So I was in between places with my shit in the car. I had my car impounded. They, I went to the impound lot to try to get shit out of my car because of the registration. They was like, well... The register owner got to do it, blah, blah, blah. I was like, yo, the register owner in Chicago, in Illinois, I'm here. I got paperwork, everything to say this is me. It was like, well, you got to go do it from the DMV. I was like, they talking about I need the back of the license. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I don't need the back of no fucking license. I was like, I got the picture right here. I got the copy of the ID and everything. So I go on the, like, I go like 20 some days later. I'm like, yo, how much is it right now to get the car? It was like, it'll be like 1800 I was like, cool, I got it. I'm good. Man, I called these mugs like two and a half weeks later. They was like, yo, your car been 42 days. We sold your shit off already. What? With all my shit in it. I was like. How long did they have your car, fam? 42 days. Here was the thing. When I uh, went down you there. You went over 30 days. Yeah. I wouldn't have done that. But here's the catch, though. Nobody said anything. You didn't yeah, know where your car was at? No, no, no. I went to. This is what I'm telling you. I went down there to the spot where my car was to try to get shit out of it. I was really high and I didn't listen okay, to Okay. I, I see what you're saying anyway. But nonetheless. <laughs> I'm none, so sorry. Nonetheless. They, I went down there, and they didn't tell me how much there was a time limit. You know what I'm saying? They was just like, yo, it's still it. I was like, huh. Oh. Wow. Uh, they so played you, fam. Played yeah. the shit out of it. And everybody's like, well, can you do anything? I'm like, yo, I could, but it's like it's my word against theirs, and these motherfuckers are just horrible individuals. Yeah, you're right. I yeah. parked my moped on the street because I was going to sell it for junk. Right. My registration's expired. You had a moped? Well, I had. Um, how long you had the moped? like a year or two i bought it for like 200 dollars off the dishwasher at my work that i used to work at there was a dishwasher sign yeah there was a oh no i wasn't the dishwasher i was a server before i became oh got a steadier job as an editor and all that um but no so anyway like i parked it on the street and i came back home and it was gone i thought somebody had stolen it and then like a week later i get an envelope saying that they impounded it and I was only gone for like literally nine hours. I'm like, really? Yeah. And I so parked the license plate like away, like by a bush, and it was legally parked. But like, I got a, a this notice back saying your vehicle has been impo- in, impounded. Please pay, like, um, it was like a hundred and fifty dollars for the base fee, and then ten dollars for every day. A week had gone by, so that was an extra seventy. They said otherwise, we're going to sell it for seventy dollars. I'm like, you know what? Wow. You can have it. That's good. Like honestly, I thought it was stolen anyway. So yeah, my Jesus. car, my car was towed. Uh, first, uh, I guess half of the year I, I first moved out here, I parked right in front of uh, Margaret Velvarita, which is right by Big Wangs on the Coenga. And I swear, I think LA does this where they they'll post a sign and then you'll and then you get towed and then a few days later that sign will be gone because I swear I drove past where I parked before and the sign was gone where it was like I could have parked there. Mm-hmm. And then they, they took it down or something happened. And I was like, what? And then they probably put it somewhere else. And I go, they probably do that all around town. Yo, California is the worst. Yes. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about California ugh. being a traveling comedian and a person who works in the biz, man, when it comes to parking? Nigga, this city just... is 
awful. Metro yes. too. Yes. Awful. You're from Chicago. Metro. Wait, Ugh. actually, hold on. Let's talk about this for a second. You both are from Chicago. Yeah. Probably one of the best metro yes. cities. Better than New York. You guys have been voted better than New York like for decades. Because we ridiculous. have more. We have more than just trains that everybody rely on. Yeah. Everybody in New York. I didn't know that. Bus, they have elaborate. Buses, they have buses in New York. Right. People focus more on the trains in New York. Yeah. People focus uh-huh. more on the trains. You see everybody focus on bus and trains. You can get anywhere, everywhere you pretty much need to go. On oh. time? Hell yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's why people who from Chicago who move here hate the transportation system here. Yep. Because that shit only run once every 15, 20 minutes to an hour. Yes. Well, we know some coming every five to eight minutes. Exactly. Like, just Whoa, stop. that's normal. That's what I'm, I never, but I've always dreamed. You can move there. Jay, you felt all of that emotion right now. He yeah. saw it on my face. I thought we were doing like... a commercial. If you want if you hate the hot weather here now, you should probably visit Chicago right now because it's probably the best time to yeah, visit. Yeah, this is that perfect time when the summer's just about to end. Yep. It's like 84 degrees yep. with a little bit of clouds in the sky. You might get a lake breeze or something. Mm-hmm. It's just a dope day yeah and if you want to experience transportation you can do it now and love it and love it <laughs> and not complain about anything and go try our deep dish pizza which is the best <laughs> i've never had always want it will have soon you have to yo yeah. everybody will argue uh new york pizza is better new york pizza is i yeah, it's right. Everybody from Chicago says it just like that. It ain't nothing compared to Chicago right. deep dishes. All right. Yeah, you just—it's hard to explain. It's just—it's what's like, okay. It's what do you guys? What do you like about? It's so what do you yummy. like about it's, the it's New the York the, pizza? What do you I like, like about the New York pizza? Because there's something a, you like. No, it's just a slice of pizza. It's just I, a normal slice. I I, I I like both, but I really I like Chicago better because I'm yeah. from there, you know. But I like I like the reason why I like New York slices is because they are you get they're bigger. It's a bigger slice, and then and then you know it's like almost like a sandwich almost. Yeah. And yeah, you can't like if I was a kid, yeah, you could, that could you could live off of that one slice for for lunch and then you know get one for dinner. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like that's why I think I kind of like New York pizza because of the that size. But if you're gonna compare it to Chicago, like you could live off. One slice of the deep dish pizza. You could have that for breakfast. You could have that for lunch. You could Bruh, have that for a get second you a snack. Giordano's <laughs> stuffed pizza. My nigga, that's Seriously. stuffed. That's that will feed you. Giordano's. It's a two-day meal. Giordano's. It's like a weekend meal, a weekend fam. meal. <laughs> Giordano's. Giordano's Illuminati's. Yeah. You yeah. rocking that for the whole weekend unless yeah. you high as shit. Yeah. Then you gonna finish it in one day. But if not, you rock that joint for the whole weekend. Yeah. I love it. Seriously. Damn. It's, it's, it's the bomb. You just, that's like, I'd say one of the experiences to definitely try when you get to Chicago. Like there's, so there's Taste Chicago out here in Burbank. Uh, shout out to Joe Montagna. Woo uh, Who runs that as well as my homie Bobby who's one of the managers. Wait, the actor? Yeah, Joe Montagna runs right. it. Right. From uh, Criminal Minds. Holy moly. They do a deep dish there which is pretty decent. The only, the problem is you can't make the sauce like Chicago because you um, don't have Chicago's water. Yeah, it's You true. don't have our water. Real talk. It's the most simplistic thing. You know who he sounds like right now? Johnny Drama from Entourage. <laughs> that one episode where they were talking about bagels. Yeah. And why the they new, can't, that's yeah, why everybody say New York. Yeah, that's, that's what everybody say. That's what makes I New love York. I love it. That's what makes New York bagels so the way it is the water that they okay, use. Okay, time out. That's can, deep. Can, can you just give your like 30-second speech about the your water you drink Okay, here? so here's the thing. There was a, a Pulitzer Prize uh, paper written by a woman, I think it was like 10, maybe 15 years ago, and it was about how people don't really um, get STDs or contract any type of terminal illness 
through sexual transmitted diseases. They actually have a low pH balance level that allows all types of um, bacteria and toxins to exist in their bloodstream for long periods of time, causing cancerous cells to exist also in their genetic code, which can cause terminal illnesses like congestive heart failure, uh, any type of cancer, pancreatic. And she actually said that if you improve your pH level of intake, you will improve your life expectancy and vitality, which is very true and it's been proven in medical history recently in the studies. In the last 15 to 20 years, they've been doing uh, various studies and loads of them have a common characteristic feedback, which is when the uh, patients increase their hydrogen intake within the food and the levels in water intake, the, the, the overall value has increased their life expectancy and take them into remission and put them in a positive position so they can actually live and they, uh, they end up getting cured. Also, people who drink uh, this type of water and they have the main concern, which is what most people aren't um, aware of, which is there's a widespread rumor throughout generations about how stereotypes carry diabetes with black people, they carry skin cancer with white people, they carry other types of diseases that are prone to specific races based on uh, flaws and ailments in their system. Um, unfortunately, diabetes might be false, whereas skin cancer because of the lack of melanin in the skin for white people might be true. Mm -hmm. um, diabetes for black people could be wrong based on uh, you know, just rumors that have surfaced and just research that has been somewhat uh, just hidden from us. Mm -hmm. Not suppressed, just hidden. Suppressed is like somebody heard about it, they were talking about it. But basically to the poverty-stricken neighborhoods and also poverty-stricken uh, urban neighborhoods, uh, people were given lesser than products dairy-wise that carried radiation, causing mm -hmm. uh, deficiencies within their system. So and the, this didn't just affect black people. So if there yeah. were poverty-stricken like Irish people or any type of others, and they just, uh, the reason why we get highlighted is because, well, our percentage in the United States of America in overall capacity is what, like 6% or something. So it's mm -hmm. not that high or like r rare. Yeah. so to speak you know what i mean so i, I i'm gonna go ahead sorry please to interrupt I'm no don't finish no 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 no. i'm done <laughs> i'm done so what water should i be drinking yo i yeah, was waiting on that same thing that's what i was I trying to get at you went yeah. a, a real talk exactly i'm glad i didn't say it because you went through i was like all right he's getting to something about yeah, yeah i was i was gonna get back to why you should <laughs> drink at least look these yeah, are the two waters right. just give me a perfect these are the two waters you should drink first of all don't drink tap water from any metropolitan city unless you are familiar with it. And if you are, that's you different. You have it filtered and things like that, but go ahead. Now, you should be drinking alkaline-based water, 9.5 or above. pH 11 is for cancer patients and people who are trying to get back on track. But you can receive alkaline poisoning if you drink strictly only alkaline water, so you need to mix it with spring water. Spring water is preferably out of glass. This is like just water. I'm not on some water boy shit. This is just for you because, look, you have to realize, remember in the late 90s, mid-90s, right when they went bad with McDonald's, McDonald's used to be real before the GMOs came in and were like, no, we're going to fuck everybody and start population control at a fucking high rate. So they started bottling water and telling people they had to pay for it because water was coming out of wells and people were getting good water. And you was like, it was like a farmer's market. You can buy water for like five cents and people were just bottling it up for you in bottles. It was like mm -hmm. a fun thing. It wasn't anything that people walked in stores and paid for 
formerly and it was like five dollars it's insane you're paying for water right then you should have known they were poisoning the water fam and they were being fucking blatant about it they weren't even trying to hide it anymore but the masses got you concentrating on all types of other bullshit so who cares about water as long as it's purifying my skin Mm -hmm. and if you don't have any competition to go against but then now think about it things are getting deeper think about how deep shit is getting we got hd you can see people now you see people on the street there's a huge difference between actor and crackhead and I'm bringing those two up because they're the on the other side of the spectrum. If you go to the middle, is there is there a difference? Yeah, the skin coloration. Is there no, the no, teeth no, amount? No, no, natural actor. And I say that because some of your favorite actors and actresses catch them without no makeup on. Wow, Jay brings up a really good point. <laughs> catch them in a catch them in a real life. That was like some a people, comeback some combo, people, right? Some there. people are beautiful naturally. Wow, can but there are some who, are, who literally male and man and woman. They have to be made up, and that's why a lot of them do not like being caught outside. Wow. That's why you see them all in baseball. Ca- Granted, you're, they're regular people, but you're like, oh, this is why they call it Hollywood magic. So yep. just to be clear, alkaline water <laughs> is the water. Yes, alkaline. I was gonna spray. say. I was gonna say. You <laughs> make can, sure you mix. Them. You can buy this water. Let me get to the point. Is go to Whole Foods. There's a clear water bottle called Essence PH10. You can buy that water and try it yeah, with flower. a flower on it. Okay. Or you can go to CVS and there's a water company called Essentia uh-huh. that has 9.5. 9.5 water or pH in it. So you could try it. The thing what I like about it, because I was you know, from Chicago, we have like well water. We have really good water. Out you guys there. have good water. We so have to worry about shit like that out here. We don't, like, we don't really worry about what we're drinking because it's already good. But yep. when I drink this ph water i don't feel like a waterlogged you ever feel water like you drink so much yeah, drink especially water. after there a workout you yeah. and you're so there thirsty you like because i played sports so i would drink 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 and i'd be like oh my stomach hurts but ph water it doesn't do that to you it's pretty because it absorbs into it's you it's pretty it's amazing i go wow i don't feel waterlogged at all and i could drink a whole bunch and be like huh <laughs> interesting okay. Makes sense. and yeah. then uh barry always says if you can't find any ph water like the go-to water would probably just be pick a up a fiji yeah. water bottle yeah because yeah, so. it's the purest yeah yeah it's literally the purest exactly water. love so. my nigga jay nerdy people, black guys people, man i'm trying to tell you resourceful people, like a swiss people, army knife no because people will run to like smart water and fucking mm. uh, no aquafina mm. yo no dasani is the worst water thank you, you jay keep it or, going what's that it's weird too I what's that they put salt in it no you know what dasani is it's the runoff water from when they make Coca-Cola products. Right. What's that Jesus water where it was Christ. like it, it was really a glass bottle with a right silver now? lid, but now it's like they make oh. it pl- plastic? Uh, Perrier? It, no, 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 no. You know what I'm talking about? I, does it start with like an O or something? Oh, uh, yeah. It's, it's like, like Oasis, Oasis or something. Oasis? Or uh, something. I don't remember. Uh-huh. I never bought but, it. But yeah. <laughs> I, I, What's the, what is it, what does the bottle look it's like? It's like it's. it used to come in a glass bottle with a gray top. Voss? Voss. There we go. That's it. It looks like some futuristic water. It's now in a plastic bottle. Yeah. Yeah, it's I don't crazy. like that. I don't, I don't like that. that. Don't drink I that when no I got more. My, yo, I knew Voss was a shit when I was working at the uh, Improv in Chicago. It was they used shit. to have it in yep. the green room. Yep. And when they go. had the glass bottles, yep. there you go, Jay. I was like, yo, this is real. Thank yep. you, Jay. But then they stopped having the glass bottles. Yep. I was like, I'm good. Mm, that's remember, my boy right yeah, there. Exactly. I remember I got a, uh, a glass bottle too, and they, they, were, they were bigger. Yeah, they, they were way skinnier. bigger. And then I was like, oh, I should keep this. I should keep this. And then I probably I ended up throwing it away because then they came out with better water. And I was like, all right, forget it. So, but yeah, they switched to plastic. and. Yep, crazy. But yeah, that's our pH wow. story. Yeah, <laughs> real quick, just to now that I answer your question, Elise, you can answer mine. So, what's up with your job situation? You've been working different jobs. How's oh. comedy going? Oh, how's man. how's how's the job situation? You got a dope view from your 
your your desk like five situations yeah. ago. Um, yeah. So I was working on this TV show, The Secret Lives of Kids. I was working in post, though. Ooh. So it's wow. Not as sexy. Uh, it pays more, but it's not as sexy. Well, um, right. You get paid. Yeah. Yeah. So I was working as the lead there, and um, you know, it's it's going good. It's just it's a startup comp, or it's not startup. Banaje is a really big branch they started in France, um, but this is the North American branch that just opened. But um, so they're starting up and they they just don't really know what to do really. So it kind of ended up being a real mess. Mm. Um, so but luckily like it was great because I carried it through. But there's this one guy who was terrible. So I actually told my boss like the he should probably go. Like not just terrible as like oh I didn't like him. Like I would we'd had several meetings about him not taking direction and doing his own thing yeah. and he was just causing way too much trouble just because i would have to come in in the morning clean up his mess and then start on my work wow uh, so then i was like he's i'm sorry like that's a nice bit disrespectful guy, right yeah and then later um i i got a job offer i wasn't looking and it was to be an editor at this uh production company collins avenue entertainment and um in their development program and before that I was able to edit Michelle Wolf's HBO comedy special. So that was pretty awesome. And so now I'm doing this. Fuck yeah. Let me ask this question. Do you ever get, because you've worked on some dope projects. Do you ever get to meet, do you ever get to meet the people whose projects you're working on? Like, have you ever, have you had the pleasure of meeting Michelle Wolf and be like, hey, I'm the one who edited your special? Um, Not not yet, because I think um, she's still like reviewing everything and then getting notes back. And then she's still in New York, I think. And then when it comes time, normally they bring them in to Mm -hmm. watch and then give notes. If they're based here, though, like, I got to meet Norm McDonald, like, before they did his special, I got to be in the room and like show him with uh, the president of the company. And then Norm's people, um, like, oh, this is our, this is the special we did for Nikki Glaser. This is what we did for Dana Carvey. This is what we did for Tracy Morgan. Mm -hmm. Do you like the setup? Do you like these cameras? And it's great because, like, Norm is such an old man that he's, like, he was, like, in sweats and everything. He was, like, the coolest guy. But he's just so, like, I don't know. I don't like it. Why are there so many cuts? Do we really need to see That's the so audience? Funny. And he was even saying like, "Do we need, <laughs> do we need no, I audience?" Know, I've noticed a lot of uh, a lot of specials now that are edited. You rarely even see that they. The thing was with some specials, it should always be on me. It's I'm the focus, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Keep the camera on me on stage. Uh, Why, I, Kevin? If you watch Kevin Hart's "I'm a Grown Little Man" special, you never see the audience. Mm-hmm. Watch his first special; you never see the audience. The only reason you saw the audience in the second special was. He had celebrities, and he pointed them out. Mm-hmm. And that's what started happening in all his specials. But his very first special, I'm a grown little man, the camera, it may be from different angles, but it's always on him. Because mm-hmm. a lot of, some talent just want, the focus should not be seeing the crowd's reactions. Because I've seen some specials where the editor, I don't know if they was fucking with them, but they've cut in crowd reactions where you shouldn't have shown that. Mm-hmm. You know, the crowd is just sitting there with no reaction. Or somebody's doing something else is not all last what you want to keep showing. So I can I can understand that. Why should the camera be on anybody else? Yeah, there's people yeah. who just want the camera on them. But it was great because he's like, "Do we even need to sell tickets? Like, do we even need an audience for this?" And then his producer buddy was like, uh, "Norm, we already sold out both shows." <laughs> <laughs> 
So he's like, God damn it. All right. But like, <laughs> he had like really long cuts, which was because normally like in a Netflix uh, stamp special or mm-hmm. HBO special, if you like time out the, the cuts, like um, it's normally around like nine seconds is like the average. But like a lot of it, it's done in a way where because of the movement and everything mm-hmm. with editing mm-hmm. magic, your eye, it doesn't hurt your eye. Mm-hmm. So that way it just looks very seamless. Holy fuck. Yeah, I've seen some edits. Yeah, Yeah, there are some edits that they're so so choppy. You're like, oh, shit, I can't catch it. (laughs) No, the choppy shit you want to avoid unless it's like something that costs like an extra shock. The chop. We going to call that the chop. (laughs) The The fucking chop. Jesus Christ. So you from Orlando? You said that earlier? Yeah, Orlando. When did you move out to L.A.? I moved out here in um, 2010 to go to school at USC. Oh, you went to your oh, you're a Trojan. Yeah, I am. I only um, I did uh, I got my associate's degree at Valencia Community College in Florida, so I didn't have to pay anything for that. And then I transferred to USC and finished up my bachelor's there. Fantabulous. So, yeah, I got the same degree for half the price. Thank God, because I'm oh. still drowning in in debt. But... Yeah, well, not school for you. <laughs> it's just another fucking apparatus of debt. Mm-hmm. That's all they wanted to tell us. Holy fuck. How do you feel about that? Uh, did you watch the fight, Jay? Yeah, I live streamed. He was before. Instagramming live. I Instagrammed <laughs> the whole fight for people. I did the same thing. I, I oh, I did it beautifully with my phone held in my hand. I IG. No, I didn't phone. do all that. I just oh, put I, it on the table, and it was like ten that's feet why away this from arm the. Arm is bigger. <laughs> <laughs> no, this right arm. This one's bigger too, but shit, this Jesus one's sweaty God. as fuck because they ain't got no air in the studio. No uh, air, like Brianna. But uh, nah, it was you know what? It was what I thought it was gonna be. Floyd Mayweather is a science is a, is a scientific technical boxer. He knows that Conor McGregor only has twenty five minutes worth of win, which is the equivalent of eight rounds of boxing going into the ninth, which is exactly when we saw Conor McGregor get tired. It's exactly when we saw it, which is why in the tenth round he knew he could wear his ass out. Plain and simple. I don't know if everybody thought first of all that he should because it was McGregor's first time being in a boxing ring, he should take him out in four rounds. That's not going to happen. The man has win to go twenty five and for twenty five minutes. And Floyd McGregor's not Floyd McGregor. Floyd Mayweather, excuse me. Floyd Mayweather is not a he's not an offensive boxer. Nope. So an offensive boxer would take him out. You know what I'm saying? But that, that was my thoughts. I mean, it was a good fight. It was a good fight. You got your money's worth. I think it was a piece of shit hoax. It was choreographed. And how's it choreographed? How's a boxing match like that choreographed? Because. Hold on, they let me ask you a question. No, you because I know what you finna say. They knew what was gonna happen. You yep. said motherfuckers act like yep. that. Floyd, Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor are heated rivals. No, they're not. Supposed to go they're best friends. Hate. They bet on the shit together somehow okay. and, and so made what? hella money. A, Floyd Mayweather's a promoter. I'm not mad at that, but the boxing of it, the element of mystique was taken when you realize that. Why? Well, it's like I why mean, you already know it's not gonna go hand to hand Mortal did. Kombat. What what do you expect? You got a dude who's never boxed professionally versus a professional boxer who hasn't been in the ring for two years. Professional what it, boxer, a professional boxer for twenty eight, an Olympian, a gold medalist who hasn't been in the ring for almost two years. What would you expect? Again, what Floyd Mayweather fight has been something that you would like from from bell to bell has been all this punch flurries of punches. No Floyd Mayweather Never. fight is. So Conor McGregor gave you that flurry because that's what Conor McGregor does in the UFC. Yeah. So what did you expect? Otherwise, you expected him to change his game up 
If you thought that, you set, you set yourself up for failure from the beginning. Well, I just knew it was going to be a Floyd Mayweather winning like the Patriots do. I mean, but again. At any Patriots given Sunday, be winning by field goals. And on any given Sunday, any, any team can be beat. Hashtag so, fuck Tom Brady. So, again, like they said, there is what's called a puncher's chance. McGregor could have caught him with a good one, and it could have knocked his ass out. There was a few times I feel like there was a pullback on his behalf. Where what they, pullback? I don't know. I think I think you're oh, I think you're literally reaching. I'm not reaching. I think you're reaching because I'm there was reaching. no there was no pullback to do that. Matter of fact, I'm not the reaching. Fact, the fact that Conor McGregor was not disqualified in round three or four from doing thumps. Oh in the back yeah, of the head. hey yeah, he should have. I agree. That was over the top. They should and he did it. What like three times he did in a row? Three times. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you counted. But they yeah. did it. But they let him get away with it because the they first did. two times they just let him keep doing because it for way too do? long. I was like, "What the fuck?" Because it was a way. It, I guess it was like because exactly where it was, what do you it mean? was like it wasn't like directly on the back of the brain stem and the neck. Or something Ooh, like that, that was not a boxing. Punch I know though. it wasn't, but they were like, "Oh, we're giving him the benefit of the doubt." Fuck that! He's getting brain damage right now. While you're giving him the benefit of the doubt, is he? I mean, Floyd you, Mayweather. You, that's what I'm saying. Is he? I mean, uh, who knows? I, that that sounds like the people you say. I like the people to say everybody that plays football is gonna have CTE. Not everybody, but that's what you sound like. Just saying this, these yo, I've been hitting the head with steel chairs numerous fucking times. I don't have CTE. I don't have brain damage. I don't got brain damage either. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. I've been here we to go. Be, I'm been, just here saying. we I've been go. Trying to be nice. Here to we you. go. I feel like I'd like. Here I'd be more go. interested in boxing if go. one player was painted blue and the other was painted red, and they just hit each other till their head popped You might off. just oh, rock and sock and robots. Yeah, you just want that I'd in real life. More, here we go. I'd be more inclined for that. Yeah, if you want that in real life, okay. I don't know what you're screaming. Here we go for. <laughs> <laughs> World star. You're just screaming. Here we go. Ain't you supposed to be driving this podcast? What's the next topic? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? He didn't even send me the. the I sent list. all the things. So. I just got it. I said WWF versus WWE. I don't. What is that? Why is that a discussion in 2017? Because you used to wrestle. Why is that a discuss? Yeah, you could have just said wrestling. Oh, I watched Glow. That's about wrestling. Yeah, let's talk about Glow. What That's you- really good. And we could talk about Jay. You wrestling for like. 90 years. Shit, yeah, I were you a, 90 were you years. No, he wrestled for like 16 years, was it, Jay? 15 years. 15. Mm-hmm. A long time. That's why I wanted to talk about it. I was just using that bullshit to, to bring it like, up. I was like, WWF versus WWE. Oh, that's more of a, you know, moment where yeah. what do you like more? WWF or WWE? I can't say. Well, Big difference. The Different generations. Well, it's it, the generations and the names. Yeah. Because, because the World Wildlife Fund sued the World Wrestling Federation, and so they. Oh, got, the WWF. Yeah. I know that. That's. That sponsors my credit card. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's probably the wow. second most white privilege ah, you've Thank had. you, wow. Jay. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Jesus. So I, then whatever they round up and they give it to charity. So I'm I'm helping the pandas. Okay, sorry. Yata, go pandas. Continue, please. Did you say yata? Did you just, yata! You just <laughs> yata, she just chun leadership? That's actually from Heroes. That's Hero. Whatever. Uh, and I was expecting you to just start doing designer song. Just start singing. And just, I got bros with Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, the whole thing with the, the WWF versus WWE, which one do I like better? It's it's hard to say because WWF is what I grew up on. WWE right. is where I have friends at. I mean, wow. So 
talk about your your time as a wrestler, Jay, and who you've come across in, that's in the WWE. If you don't I, mind, just to say who I've come across. My time was it's a lot of stories that I don't have time to tell in this one. Podcast. One story. Oh, shit. Just one. I don't even feel like thinking of one. Do you ever wrestle a woman? Yes. How was that? Fun. Yeah. Did because, she? Did you win? Because I let her do so much crazy shit. What? And I made her look like a million bucks. What do you mean crazy shit? Like I made her, I let her give me clotheslines and oh. hip tosses and arm drags. And it's it's basically, it's you make it. Watch Glow and you'll understand. Yeah, those all those terms. Those terms. <laughs> but it's a bunch of moves where a lot of guys wouldn't take from a woman because they're like, oh, I don't want to look weak. Ah. But if you know how to put everything together, it looks like a surprise and it makes her look, look like a bigger monster per se and right, a star right, in the right. ring. So it's always fun when you can, there's a thing about being a star to match and being the person that you, you want everybody to be happy to see, but also you show you're a good talent when you can put somebody else over. You have to, does she have to be the same height and weight no, as you? No. Oh, okay. Cool. Not at all. Not at all. It's just a matter of, you know, long, right, yeah, right, it's right. exactly what it is. You know, just as long as you know the bait, how to do certain moves, how to take certain moves, and you, you have the understanding, it should happen. It's, it's never, I've never had a problem with that. I was in the ring with a WWE Hall of Famer Jazz. Uh, it's been a bunch of different women. I've been in the ring with uh, her name's Crystal White. Now she lives. Yeah, in I know Crystal White. You know Crystal. Yeah. yeah. Korean Crystal, I like this. Y- yeah? So, yeah. Wow. I remember. Crystal Shout out to Crystal White. I remember Crystal started. Yeah. And so she's a beast, man. She, she be, works out all the time. She's Crystal Carmichael. And so <laughs> who's what? Crystal really? Carmichael? That was her real name. Was really? Name. Why'd she change it? She just changed it. She wanted to be somebody, oh, okay. somebody different. But Crystal White sounds funny. And it sounds yeah. it's cute. But yeah, those different things happen, and it's like working with women who know how to work and who want to work. Yeah. Again, shouts out to Candice LeRae, who she was taking ass whoopings from the dudes, and everybody's like, "Yo, she can't be taking all this," and she still is a fucking star. Wow. Mischief, uh, Mike, my homie Mike Elgin's wife. Mischief, she's amazing. Daisy Hayes, uh, Sarah Del Rey, who's now the head women's trainer for the WWE at the Performance Center. There are women in this in the business who are beasts, right. who are just as cold as the dudes. Right. Beyond a shadow of a doubt, but they some won't. They can do the parkour and stuff. It don't have to be parkour. Just no. do regular shit. Just do regular shit in the wrestling ring. Do you think? Uh, let me ask you this real quick. Do you think most gr- most girls are going toward MMA, or do you, would you suggest that they try wrestling first and then try MMA? It's two or? different worlds. No, it's no, no, no. Oh, okay. It's two yeah. different worlds. Uh, you can try MMA first. Yeah. You can try MMA first and go into wrestling. Right. But most wrestlers that go into MMA have to learn the hard way. Uh, Brock Lesnar got his ass beat once. What you mean his ass beat by who? When he first started. Brock got it. He came in. He, he's won his matches, and he's also been having his ass whooped sometimes. I mean, he's a he's a freak of nature. But it's a different. He trains enough now. He knows. My fault. CM Punk got his ass thumped where he had to tap out. It's not the same. Uh, Dave wow. Batista got his ass thumped. Bobby Lashley had to learn. It's a difference from going into what we consider a choreographed industry into a fight where you just are a martial artist. Yeah. It's a fight now. There's no choreographing this. There's no, we know the moveset. Wait, There's wait, no, wait. It changed? What do you mean? It used to be choreographed. UFC was never choreographed. Oh, no, I'm not talking about UFC. Did you not just hear me? You, no. You, I, that's what I was fucking saying. Uh, <laughs> there's, it's a difference. I thought you were still talking about the WWF. I, I thought you were talking about UCF, which is a UFC. college in, uh, <laughs> in Florida. Wow. Yo. Damn. Damn. I just need y'all wow. to start talking about alkaline water. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. That was hilarious. 
That was perfect. That was perfect. You ever heard of Uriah? Uriah, um, what's his name? He was one of my favorite UFC fighters. He was knocking people out, but he doesn't have any ground game, though. UFC's legit, man. UFC's super legit. You hear about the UFC fighter that beat up uh, six uh, bodybuilders? He was body bagging, like, I think five of them or four of them. What? Yeah, he killed them. Shit. It's a court case right now. Why he, do you do that? Well, they, they came at him. This is probably oh. like these old jack steroid freaks going at him crazy. Thought they were going to squeeze his skull with their bare hands and got the reality check of a lifetime. Or the end of a lifetime. Technically. Just saying, man. Don't get knocked out by a short nigga. When you tall, you're going to fall real hard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds like you got it from a fortune cookie. Yeah. <laughs> you know it's gonna be really funny if he does get a fortune cookie later on, like this week, and it says exactly that. Oh it's my lucky god! Lucky numbers five. You know. 12. Oh my god! <laughs> you got a couple of shows coming up, Jay? Anytime soon, man? And what what have you been on lately, man? Uh, first of all, which is which? Because here's my first question: When does this come out? Oh, this comes out tomorrow. Okay. So that's how I know how to plug what I got. Oh, okay. No problem, man. So if it comes out on Labor Day, depending on the time you hear it, first I'll be at Mickey's in West Hollywood, uh, 7 o'clock, hosted by Samantha Hale. Then after that, I'll be on the 9 o'clock, the 9.45 show at the Laugh Factory in Hollywood on, on Sunset. Uh, Wednesday, I'll be at the Hollywood Improv for Comedy Juice in the main room at 10 o'clock. Uh, shit, what else I got? Uh, I think I got something Thursday. Friday, I'm doing... Oh, hold on. Let me see. Friday, I'm doing your show. Woo! Shout out to the Flavors Comedy Show. Get okay. ready. Sunday, I'm doing two. Saturday, I'm doing two shows. First, I'm at Picture This at the Virgil, 4519 Santa Monica Boulevard. I'll be telling jokes while somebody will be drawing in regard. In oh, yeah. I saw you were doing that show. That's I, fucking I, awesome, I did Jay, it once, by the way. I did it once. Thank you. I did it once as a first-time animator, and then now I'm doing it as a telling jokes. Oh, I, I, oh, that, oh. You I, need to... Jay Washington can draw. After Pete, that, ladies and gentlemen. After that, I'm going like over one to one of his French girls. <laughs> Probably. You want to be one of them? Wink, wink, wink. Yeah. Yeah. Kate Winslet. Me and Kate Winslet. Only if you're a Leo. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Let me be the Leo for you. Leo. After that, I'll be in Santa. I'll be in West Los Angeles. For the Hidden Agenda comedy show hosted by Maureen Conway. So that's all just this week. And then I got stuff coming up weeks after and following. I've got to update my website. So just find me on Twitter and everything, and I'll tell you about it later. But yeah, I got that coming up. And then just working still on Screen Junkies. I got to tape some stuff with Collider Videos, of course. I got to do a bunch of stuff with the movie trivia Schmodown. Um, so just constantly being on internet stuff. It's still auditions and all this other crazy shit. So just. Mm-hmm. For me, it's just trying to stay busy and just trying to stay relevant on so many different levels out here. Because when I, I've learned when you move to L.A., you don't, like I said earlier, you don't move to L.A. to just be a stand-up. You can't. Truth. You can't. If you do, you set yourself up for failure. Any um, advice to the younger comics and actors? Nigga, I'm giving it as you're Get talking. Get the fuck out of L.A. Yeah. 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 Yo. Get a van and Yo. get out. That's why at least has a van. Yo, if you don't have, to, if you can't, if you don't have no thick skin, do not come here. Yeah, that yeah. part. If you don't have thick Thank skin, you. stay your ass at home. Yeah. Also, also, unless your home is here, then get the fuck. fuck out. But no, it's not even just that. Give up your parking. It's, if you ain't ready to do this, because a lot of people move here and forget, this is where you come to do it. 
So just because you moved here, I don't think you're the only person. Right. It's uh, hundreds of motherfuckers moving daily. Exactly. So you got to have something to offer. You got to be having something that's going to stand out above the rest. Right. And if you weren't even doing that in your own hometown, what makes you think- On you YouTube on and you? Snapchat yeah, and what, Instagram, what are you doing? What do you makes you think, if wasn't nobody talking about you then, what makes you think all of a sudden they're going to talk about you now? Yep. So it's, it's just being, you have to be, a lot of people have to start being realistic and honest with themselves out here. Jeez. Yeah. Because once you start being honest with yourself, then you'll be like, okay, I might have made this move too soon. Not saying you can yep. never be in L.A. Right. Not saying you can never be in New York. You just right. might have made the move too right, soon. Right, right. But everybody want to jump out here and just like, yo, I can hurry up and do this and then I'll get on TV. It's a yep. million motherfuckers who've been on TV and ain't done nothing since they've been on TV. It's true. They so got nothing. a holding deal with CBS nah, and they flipping nah, hot dogs. Nah, nope. not even deals. It's not even deals. See, I always heard that you go to New York to like learn and work and then you go to L.A. to present. What Yo, it's, I think you can, it, I, I agree with that, but also yeah. if you're a stand-up, if you, if you a stand-up to the heart, that's all you want to do is stand-up. You do it in New York. Right. Because New York is going to open those doors for you because of all the stages. What it's looking for is that. LA I've is, heard that from real comics LA all is over. Look, LA is always looking for that. Who can I make money off of in TV, films, products, right, right. whatever the case may be. Right. You can still be a stand-up behind it, but other things are going to flourish from it. I've been a stand-up going on 10 years. And now, due to being a stand-up, I've been in TV. I've been in films. I've been in commercials. I've done these things. Hashtag veteran. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, no, nowhere near it. It's just opened the doors to do so much. Right. I'm not a veteran at all in this game. It's just I've used stand-up as a vehicle, being funny, being funny at it first and foremost. Because right. a lot of motherfuckers jump in this and just, oh, I'm funny to my friends. I tell everybody in a minute, I don't give a fuck if y'all three don't laugh at a show. Right, right, don't right. Don't matter to me. You know exactly. why? Because you're comics. Your opinions ain't going to make me. Exactly. None of y'all doing shit that I'm... You know, it's so not to knock you that I'm going to need. Right. That's going to elevate my career. Yeah. Thank so you. Too many people are out here trying to make the back of the room laugh, as we call it as comics, just trying right. to make other comics laugh, i.e. some of the lame-ass niggas you hang with. So. Well, wait, wait, let me, let me add real quick. I, was I gonna, need names. I, <laughs> I was just going to say. One is this tall. Next question. I, was just, <laughs> I already know what I'm talking about. That's funny. I was just going to say uh, real quick that I think with nowadays with social media up and out and running, it, mm. it kind of doesn't really matter, at, in my opinion, at this point where if you go to L.A. or New York because you can always put yourself on YouTube yeah. or Instagram. But if you're not interesting, no one's going to. Manager's not manager's not going to manage you. You know, an agent's not going to pick you up. They're not going to even look at you. And if you don't have the followers nowadays, it's, it doesn't even really matter. If you don't so, have anything that somebody wants that yeah. somebody can profit off of, yo. Exactly. I know a bunch of people like, yo, I need a manager. I need an agent. Well, what are you right, doing? Right, right. Well, I mean, if I get one, I'm going to be able to do stuff. That's not how this shit works. <laughs> Some people think just because you get an yeah. agent, you automatically can start doing shit. Yeah. That's not how this shit works. Nope. I got an agent and I have shit. And I still have to go out and audition because I don't have a big enough name just yet. Yeah. yeah. I still got to audition. On the brink. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, luckily. Yeah, that's why a lot of people, they think, they've told me so many times my New Year's resolution this year is to get an agent. Like, you need to be doing stuff. You need to get the agents to yeah. come to you. Yeah. Like, you can't just wait around. And then once you have an agent, you still got to work. They're not going to just handle that, you. And, yeah, that's a lot of things. A lot yeah. of people out here think as soon as they get a manager or agent, they're like, instantly going to work for they them. They don't have to do no. anything. Uh, but again, that's if you say talent, you say uh, well, excuse me, advice to new talent and but new bless them though it thins to the, the listeners who are thinking about coming out to L.A. and the ones who just got out here, please. It's not even the ones who just got out here. Some of the ones are still here. Damn. Yeah. It's some of the ones that still cause see, still. I'm I'm that dude that's not gonna pull no punches with you. I'm that dude that's like, yo, you want to hear the raw truth? I've always had to hear it, and I I'm grateful for it. Wow. I came up in I came up in Chicago with a comic who told me I would never be shit. I was never going to mount to shit. And I said, you know what? Got you. 
He called me one yep. day and was like, yo, stay in your own lane. And I told him, I will. Fast forward nine years later, I've got four, five movies under my belt that have come out. I've got three TV shows under my belt, numerous commercials. I've got all this internet shit. And where's that comic still sitting his ass at home on Facebook in Chicago? Trolling. Trolling. Yep. Hard. And, you, and Nicole, Noelle know who I'm talking about. I'll tell her after we stop recording. You know it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I, you, I'll oh, t- yeah. So, but it's, you have to put the work in. It's a lot of money. So I say that, I'm that dude that's going to tell you how shit is. I'm not going to beat around a bush. There's a lot of motherfuckers out here that's trying to run on a, I'm going to do roast battles so I can hopefully get on Comedy Central and that's going to pop me. Yeah. No, yep. it's not. No, it's not. Exactly. It's not guaranteed to do nothing for yeah. nobody. I know a bunch of people that have done the Comedy Central and they're still trying to do basic open mics. Yeah. I know people who got Comedy Central half hours and still ain't done shit afterwards. Yeah, it's true. I know a guy, there's a show out on TBS called, I think, Chrisley Knows Best. Uh-huh. And it's about this white family living in Atlanta or whatever. And they had one guy, one comedian guy, his name's Rondell. And I met him in Atlanta, and I asked him if he got paid for that show. He goes, dope. And I go, what? You're on that whole one episode, two episodes. Or he, he's like, no, I didn't get paid. And I go, that's the thing. That's what happens is you can be on a show. You might not get sagger. You might not get any credit or anything and not get paid. But you're on a show, and you're going to push. You're going to, you know, tell everybody that you're on the show. But, you know, it's one thing versus another thing, you know? So you just got to keep, you know, you gotta keep right. working. A lot of people ain't sag. A lot of people aren't in the union. Yep. And everybody, and first of all, a lot of people are like, yo, I get it, the union, everything going to be great. Yeah. The union is a fucking headache. It is. I am in the union. It is a goddamn headache. Don't think it's all good and go because there's a lot of projects I want to work on, I cannot work on yeah. because I'm in the union. Yeah. Because I'm in, because you're in the union, you can't do shit. But again, everybody like Elise just had these jump to ideas. This is what's going to happen and everything going to be all right. No. Yeah. Nope. No. You're not finished. Yo. If you get if a man if you go to a manager and you get them and you ain't doing shit and they can't do shit more than what you already doing, guess what? Y'all just with each other to say you with each other. Yep. You just with somebody to say you with somebody. Right, right, right. Real game. I I interviewed with four different managers besides the one that I had before the one I had now and three other three other agents. Three four four agents, excuse me, and three managers. And all of them we were talking and I was like, "Well, so what can you do?" I said, "Now this is what I do. This is how I promote myself. This is how I do this." This is what I need for you to do. I need you to put me in these clubs. I need you to put me on these showcases. I need you to do that. While doing that, I will still continue to be doing what I'm doing, developing my name up. Can you do those? Well, you know, I'm not sure about that. We don't have nothing else to talk about. Because if you can't do, I can get you auditions. I get auditions for TV shows and movies anyway from my agent. If you can't do more for me than what's already happening, what do I need you for? The goal is for us to work. It's supposed to be a reciprocated relationship. You know, saying I help you, you help me. I help you as being a talent to put your name out so people want to work with you and I make you money. You sit there and put your name out and you do what you need to do and say you have a client that's worthwhile. That can't yeah. happen. We have nothing to talk about. Nothing. Yeah. But again, so many people want to be in LA. I got a manager. I got an agent. What is your manager agent done? Well, they ain't never done nothing for me. Why they ain't done nothing for me? Well, uh, for you. Well, I don't know. Have you pushed them? Well, I've emailed them once. Okay, do you have anything that you, can, your agent can use or your manager can use as leverage? No, not really. Then that answers your question. Yep. I drop in like in person at my agent just yeah. randomly and be like, "Hey, no. how's it going?" That's what they me? they want you to, they want you to yeah. do they want you to do that. Not only do they would like you to do that often, but mm-hmm. they want to see you in like different clothing too. Like if you change your hair up, go in and see them. If you have yeah. like if you had to like if you're wearing a biker uniform, mm-hmm. whatever, like an all leather or something, they want to see you in that just so that they in their mind, 
Oh, she could play that role. Oh, I just saw this role on, you know, ca- uh, LA Casting. Oh, yeah. I'll submit her for that. Cool. I didn't know she owned a bike. Awesome. <laughs> so they want to see you and have you pop in because that way you still establish a relationship yeah. with your manager or agent. That's just what they would like. But I mean, if they can't like call you back on the phone, then you gotta <laughs> you gotta do something. So my agent, my agent is so dope. I love. I tell my agent all the time. I love her to death. She's such a sweetheart. She's from New Zealand and she's been there like twenty years. And she's oh, such a sweetheart. Cool. And she works her ass off. I, her and I talk on the phone. Her and I email. We go through Facebook with each other all the time. No, that's so she knows how she knows how busy I am outside of her, and she loves it. She knows she's like, well, I know you're not. I know while I'm still working to do what I got to do for you and the other clients, I don't. I know you're not just waiting on me, because I'm working on my own. Yeah. But there's a lot of people out here that got agents and managers that are just like, yeah, my manager ain't done nothing for me. Well, what are you doing what for yourself? Think, yeah. Yep. It's not. It's honestly not that hard to make something happen for yourself out here. It's honestly not. Yeah, I just think of YouTube. <laughs> That's just the, the first thing I think YouTube of. YouTube has allowed motherfuckers to become stars. Uh, yeah, Jake Paul or you know Jake Paul and his brother. Um, they started on Vine and mm. then they went to YouTube, mm-hmm. and now he's in a movie because mm. he wrote it and not, and he directed it or whatever. And it's the movie's on uh, YouTube Red. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, and now it's crazy because I nanny so. The kids that I go back and nanny for, they're always like, oh, hey, no, do you know YouTube star, blah, blah, blah? Do you know YouTube star, King Batch? Do you know that this person? Yeah. And I'm like, no, why? Do you know, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio? Yeah, but still, have you met this YouTube star? And I'm like, why are you guys so obsessed with YouTube stars? But that's the new millennials mm-hmm. because it's right at their fingertips. And with other movies or like stuff like out right now, you have to get Netflix in order to see those movies to even know those actors. But if you have YouTube, mm-hmm. you know, it's right there on your phone. You know, on your watch at yeah. school, some some of the schools. But I mean, that's what they're going to, and they're playing video games, and then they're seeing other people on you t- playing the same games, teaching them how to get past levels. But they'll search those people and see who they like and follow, and that's how they're all like YouTube star, you know, mm-hmm. frenzy. Who's that one guy you always talk about? Um, the Netflix star. Oh, chasing Cameron. You guys have seen this? Seen this kid no. on Netflix? It's this white looking Justin Bieber lookalike, and he also started on Vine. He didn't he didn't have any followers or anything or nothing, but then he uh, he put himself or he started taking modeling fake modeling Instagram photos of himself like at the beach, uh-huh. and uh, he posted them on, posted them on Instagram when I think Vine died or whatever. And then a modeling agency contacted him and then signed him, and then he gained all these followers from like Europe and whatnot Uh and so he just started getting all these followers and uh he went over there and got on a meet and greet um like comic-con and so he was with all these like other youtube stars because he eventually went to youtube Mm -hmm. also Mm -hmm. and he was he just traveled with these three other guys just across europe and he went to italy and in the netflix special he goes uh they they had a like shut the street down in italy where he was staying by his hotel because they thought it was like a bomb threat because all these girls had swarmed his hotel and by his window <laughs> that it just got too crazy. But in the in the film, it's like uh, they don't do anything at this meet and greet other than meet and greet girls and take pictures with them. Uh-huh. And that's how they get their money. They they have like one DJ and all the guys, they pretty much go on stage and just jump around. That's all. They, that's really all they do in the show. I go, how does this kid get all these followers Go do a meet and greet. I mean, all these girls, yeah. and then just jump on a stage with a DJ. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Like that to me is so impressive. Mm-hmm. But that's how they made their money. <laughs> and and it's so interesting because I was like, well, how did he get that Netflix special? And how come there's all these other comedians who are there who are hustling or whatever, who are writing, who are doing all this stuff, and their Netflix special is is coming soon, but they actually have to. They're going up on stages. They're actually doing stuff. But yet this kid posts a couple modeling photos mm-hmm. and then gets signed to a modeling agency and then has no really talent except looking good and then boom, Netflix special. <laughs> that to me is impressive. Like anyone could technically do that yeah. and put it on YouTube and say, Netflix, contact me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You just need to have like a, a a team to follow you to film you. Yo, yeah. did you? Yeah, people. You can make. There's so, a dude who does himself like a fake celebrity. Yeah. He uh, it's on YouTube. He has buddies with cameras and stuff like that. He prints out fake pictures of himself yep. and just he gets a bunch of people, just like six people, six seven people. That's all you need mm-hmm. to just follow him and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, run up on him and take pictures. Because of the culture we're in, yep. People will want to know who you are. They have zero idea. Yep. And so that shit swarmed so big that the news was like, such and such is here. And the news crew, they didn't know who it was, yeah. but they had to play like he was somebody big. Yeah. yeah. It's and it was a prank. A prank. But guess what? All I gotta say is I I get you, I get Noel, I get Elise, I get two, three other people to act like act like you all are fiend and fans, act like you and another dude are security and stuff like that. Somebody with a camera to be paparazzi. Next thing you know, people are like, yo, who the fuck is that? Everybody's swarming. Yep. And they, then all you got to do is say, go follow him on this. And your yep. social media will skyrocket in a day. That's like that's like hiring a whole bunch of background yeah. extras and then paying them what they get paid for a whole day and feeding them. And then you got your whole little posse. <laughs> that's what you could do. That's you could be you like, you yeah. could be like, you want to be part of the show? What show is it? Oh. This is what you're doing. Walk across the street. Run mm-hmm. up on this guy. Take a picture. All right, go back to go back to where you were. Oh, yeah. we're, we're moving. Ne- new location. And a lot of people, if you told them, hey, I'm going to film this and put it on YouTube, they'll yeah. do it for free. It's true. That's, <laughs> that's a big thing out here, too. Because it's everybody wants something to have a part of their real. Yep. They want to have something to say, yo, I did this. I'm the dude that did. Anybody that's an aspiring cinematographer wants to have that. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah. Just be like, hey, I'm going to put it on YouTube. And it's post it on Craigslist. <laughs> The swarm of responses of people who are who got legit equipment, like yo, we can do this. I even got buddies that can help out. It works. Yep. Wow. But yeah, just prepare yourself before you come out to LA. Yeah, prepare yourself. But again, at the end of the day, just Call know. Jay, get your crew together. Yep. No, nah, just. <laughs> I mean, it ain't even that. Just know what you gonna do and be be serious about. It. Again, even if you do that, let's say something happens and you let's say somebody does that and then everybody like, oh, I want to sign you. Now you got to have some type of fortifiable talent behind it. Yep, exactly. You can't just have five minutes of stand-up material and be like, yo, I can do, I got a good seven minutes, set, five, seven minutes set. Nobody wants that. That does nothing for nobody. Mm-hmm. Nothing. You got to be able to at least, yeah, five to seven minutes is probably good on a late-night show. But again, there's so many people who've done late-night and done nothing else. Yeah, it's true. You know, it's like, what do you have that you can present that says, look, this is how I'm marketable. This is how I can be utilized to help benefit each of us mutually. You know, it's just it, the advice is just be be ready. This shit ain't easy coming out the gate. Yeah, I just I read an article about like what you need to expect when you become a Hollywood actor out here, and one of the things was people are always asking you, "Oh, I just saw you in this film. What are you doing next?" And it's mm-hmm. always like, "Dude, I just finished filming blah 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 for this show." 
give me a sec. Can I breathe? And it's no. always like, no, you have to be on your grind. You, It feels like you can never be off it because you have to always tell them, oh, I got this coming up. Yeah. And then after that, I got this coming up. Yeah. So follow me, tweet me, you know, tell your friends because you have to be on. If you're not on, people are going to be like, yeah, yeah, I'm bored. Next. Yeah. Yep. You always got to so, have something going on out here. Yeah. Just prepare yourself. That's all I got to say. But yeah. Anything else? What's up? I need a double shot or I need to go to sleep. Clearly. It's from that. <laughs> I need, I need from all those choice. two joints you, you smoke, I need to make huh? a choice. And I'm leaning towards the waffles and sleep. All right. You do that. Have fun. Waffles. <laughs> I've just been eating so many waffles recently. I realize when I go out to eat, I can't expect much anymore when you go like to these cheap little spots after dark and your waitress speaks 25% English and you're asking for melted butter. Why are you talking so quietly? I'm done. <laughs> I'm sweating in this hot ass room. All right, room. well, let's, just, let's finish it. Like, are you going to ask Elise what she has coming nah, up? Nah, yeah, I was going to ask Elise, and then I was going to ask Jay to talk about what stuff he has coming up. And, like, did I did that already. already. Just did. Oh, Where didn't you, you do that? At? Yeah, I did all You've that. been asleep. Cool. I zoned out, too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's hot as fuck. It's I just hot. like his I'm shirt. i on the weed. It's okay. Awesome sauce. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> exactly. Awesome sauce. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, hey, 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 we got come. <laughs> 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 At what you got coming up? What you got coming up? Uh, I'm doing this show on Tuesday. Um, Where at? It's at uh, the Karma Lounge. The oh, yeah. The Curtain Show. With nice. And, Very uh, cool. What's his name? Brendan Cooney. Um, then I get paid Friday. So I'm excited about that. Fuck yeah. Payday. And I have some other shows, but... I forgot them. I didn't write them down. It's okay. So I can't do a cool shout out. Just follow. What's your Instagram tag? Oh, my Instagram tag. It is uh, Zebra's Bite. Can you explain that for a sec? Why is it called Zebra's Bite? So in the days of AOL Instant Messenger, um, I always thought that the cool kids were either the ones at the top or the ones at the bottom of the buddy list because then you can just scroll down. Oh, I see. Scroll up and just boom, there it is. You don't have to go searching. Yeah. So I I thought of something that started with a Z. So I thought Zebra's. That starts with a Z. And it's like, what about Zebra's? It's like, bite. And yeah, sorry, Alrighty. it's not as uh, no. interesting. Shout out to AOL. Yeah. Startup, let's go. I'll wow. make up a better story next no, time. No, you're okay. And then I did a so line I was in of, Vegas. And right? then I did a line of Coke, you know. Yeah. <laughs> off the fucking keyboard. That's right why the they keyboard. call me the zebra, because right. I snort the white. Uh, in her van, guys, in yeah. her van. <laughs> All right, well, uh, what you got coming up? I am nothing coming up. Yeah, Just, you do. Uh, I have a comedy show on Friday that I'm hosting, so you guys should come out and check out Flavors Comedy. We're... Gonna have a few raffles, gonna give out a few things by our sponsors. So uh come on out and see what's up. Okay, so that's Friday, September eighth at ten o'clock here at SKR Studios in Woo-hoo! Hollywood. We're gonna put on a pretty beastly show. We got Jay Washington Beast. on that show. Uh he's doing a good set. He's doing it along with Laura Bites, Courtney Banks, and who do we who else do we have on there? Lloyd Collins, my boy Lloyd Collins. So we got a real fire set coming in. We have our resident DJ, Ashley McCormick, female DJ. I love female DJ. She just got back from Minnesota. I think she went to a state fair. And she did Miami before that. I got a couple of shows coming up. Um, you guys can follow me on Instagram at Dingleberry Keith Co. Yes, spell it with an A, not an E. And you can follow me on Twitter at You Talk Way Too Much with the two, like the number two, not. Don't spell it out. They didn't let me do that because it was too many 
fucking letters. Hence why you talk too much in this rant. Um, you got uh, I got Ben's show, Ben Gonzalez's show at some place in in Brentwood on the seventeenth, and then I got uh first Friday funnies or no, it's uh a show out in Bakersfield on the fifteenth. What show is that? I have no idea. Ryan Bell's show out in Bakersfield in the green room on the fifteenth, and then show do i have i have like two other shows like at least said i wrote down and i don't remember in the moment <laughs> i'm working on a web series that should be coming out oh it's shit about, uh, zelda and link just driving around in a car you kind of do look like princess zelda yeah i played her at the hollywood fringe you were on point you were on point when you did good shit you, know? bitch. <laughs> you were on point so there i'll be doing that wow all right, well, shit, this is Flavors Podcast. Checking out, man. We love oh, to yeah. have Oh, yeah. Find me at Mr. J. Washington on Twitter and Instagram, M-R-J-A-Y-W-A-S-H-I-T-O-N. There it is. Check out the Trusty Sidekick Podcast with all your podcast needs and networks. There you go. Yes. Woo-hoo, over and out. Shout out.